Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. On episode 28 of the Green Street Hammers podcast, Adam and Jeremiah are joined by new Green Street Hammers writer Jay Corman. The trio chats Pablo Fornals and Maxi Gomez ahead of Twitter questions and Hammers polls Q&A. Keep it locked on the Green Street Hammers podcast. All right, welcome back to the Green Street Hammers podcast. We are here with episode 28, and uh, as uh, the weeks change, it seems like every week we get a new uh, person joining in here, and this time we add in uh, Jay Corman, our uh, latest contributor to to GreenStreetHammers.com. Jay, welcome to the team. We're glad to have you here today with us to to talk some off-season West Ham. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm uh, I'm super excited to be here, and uh, the summer looks off to a very promising start. So uh, yeah, excited to be here. Fired up about that Roberto signing, eh? Me too. Me too. <laughs> uh, and Jeremiah, is, of course, is back here. Jeremiah, how are things in Colorado? Things are good, man. I just got back from a uh, two-week holiday, you know, Amish country and uh, Baltimore and places like that. So. I'm good, ready to jump back into it. Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, there's no need to sort of, uh, there's no need to delay. We might as well talk about the big uh, name signing, which would be Pablo Fornells, uh, someone who last week we didn't even talk about because we had no idea who he was uh, or if he was even a target. But looks like uh, Fornells was. Um, I don't know if he was our main target. It didn't seem like it, but he quickly became that. Uh, so Spanish attacking midfielder from Valencia. We signed him, I think, at about around 25 million pounds. He'll be on, I think, 60K a week, which is double his wages, which puts him at like the bottom of our wage book outside of youngsters, which is great business for us. And uh, he signed on a five-year deal, I believe, and will um, wear the number 18 and has been said to play. Pellegrini wants to play him in a uh, midfield with Rice by himself behind him and Lanzini. Uh, Jay, we'll go to you first. Uh, What was your initial reaction when you saw the links heating up and then when you saw him finally with the jersey confirmed to be a West Ham player? Well, you know, to be honest, I I hadn't really heard uh, too much about him beforehand uh, because, I mean, all the rumors were really about Maxi. And that seems to be what uh, what everyone's really fired up about. But, you know, saw him. he looked to be a decent player. I mean, I looked at some highlights. I mean, the stats weren't particularly incredible uh, last season. I think he had only about maybe five goals and five assists. But, I mean, uh, seems to be a good player. Uh, he, he's in the uh, Spain youth setup, uh, the U21s. He scored a beautiful goal uh, yesterday for them. And uh, definitely excited to see how Pellegrini uses him. You know, um, Obviously, we got Lanzini and, and, you know, a bunch of attacking options, especially in the midfield. It's very crowded. I think, uh, was it you, Jeremiah, that did a post on uh, the midfield and how uh, there's, like, plenty of options and not that many spots? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so I, I think it'll definitely be interesting to see where Pellegrini sets him up. Um, I mean, playing him and Lanzini together is definitely ambitious, and uh, I would assume that would leave Rice as the lone midfielder, which... Uh, 
you know, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I mean, they, they say that the best defense is possession. So, I mean, if that's how Pellegrini wants to play, I guess he wants to play. But, I mean, it's a new signing. It's a big money signing, you know, and, and overall very excited to see what he can contribute to the squad. Jeremiah, what do you think? Had you, had you heard of him before the link started, and did you expect it to sort of move that quickly? No, uh, number one, I never heard of him. Uh, not even I play FIFA all the time. I <laughs> still never heard of him. <laughs> but uh, but no, I was I was surprised at how quickly it went. And I, I know I posted things about it before, but I love that kind of the the three signings we've had. We had no idea we were really signing them. You know, there's links to all these other people and rumors to this and rumors to that. But the, out of the three that we've actually signed. You know, there's been really nothing until it's almost happened. So that's been pretty fantastic. Um, I love the idea. You know, like you were just talking right there, Jay, with possession. You know, we, we've played some possession ball at West Ham from time to time, but I feel like it's always been on the defense and, and going backwards to to be able to see that pros- possibly going forward. That is exciting. Um, it does expose the defense, but I think that uh, seeing him play, you know, I, I watched the YouTube highlights too, and they're highlights and you don't really know the kind of the concept or what's going on around it. But seeing him play the last couple matches with Spain, um, he's looked pretty phenomenal and he's, he's looked well. So I'm excited to see that come in there, but yeah, just the player himself. I mean, hearing and seeing that he, you know, is excited to play at West Ham for the, in front of the fans and, and, and kind of all that is it's excited to see that too. Instead of having someone come in that it wants to just play and make money, you know, he's actually excited about playing here and being a hammer and uh, playing in front of the fans and, and um, some pretty awesome comments about you know the stadium. Maybe he likes the carpet too, even though <laughs> I see that the uh, the carpet's not there right now because they're going to play baseball. But yeah, no, I'm excited. Yeah, I, I can kind of just echo exactly what you guys have been saying as well. Um, the the main thing that I like about sort of uh, this signing is exactly what you said, Jeremiah, that it was under the radar. The the links heated up. I think two days prior. The next day, oh, he he's already confirmed. X says, I, you know, it could be a little bit, you know, some some other things to iron out. The day after that, he was announced. So it was quick. It was kind of under the radar as much as it could be, and it was awesome to see the team move on from uh, Andre Gomez to him that quickly. Just boom, okay, he's gone. We can't get him. There's nothing in our power that we can do to get him. Let's go to our next person. And uh, again, yeah, the Jay, the, the idea of holding possession as being a defensive strategy is really interesting. Um, I think you're going to probably see the team in a formation of like a 4-1-4-1 uh, with Rice by himself, uh, Fornals and Lanzini in the middle with you know, a right winger and Anderson uh, on their sides and then a solo striker. But I think that puts a lot of pressure on those wingers to get back. And, you know, the likes of Antonio can do that well. Anderson can. But outside of that, is Yarmolenko going to be the guy tracking back? Not really. He's more of a, a forwards forward in that sense. So um, it'll be interesting to see how the player personnel works out with that. And as well, when when Nobles has to step into the team and and sort of give them a little bit more of a spine up the middle. Um, but it'll be it'll be interesting. Uh, the next step for for West Ham is certainly to see if Rice can control a midfield by himself and if he can wear the armband and, and actually play like a captain and, and you know move those pieces around. But it's a signing of intent, right? A Spanish international. He's played with Spain's main team. He's playing with the under 21s right now. He's 23, I believe. But apparently, if you if you're with the team when they start qualifications, you can then play with them throughout the tournament. So, uh, as you mentioned, he scored that beautiful goal. He just stepped over the box and just launched into the bottom right corner. And then he had like the skill of the competition or something with like a back heel flick pass, which was pretty cool as well. Um, and he came off the bench in the match prior and apparently immediately took over the game. So exciting times to be a West Ham player. But um, we need 
some more players. We need a striker, guys. Uh, I think that's pretty evident. Uh, Jay, you had said uh, Maxi Gomez was our is our main target, which it's clear that he still is. But um, we seem to be duking it out with Fornals' old team, Valencia, to get this done. Uh, how confident would you say you are, Jay, on West Ham scooping up Maxi Gomez by uh, August? Well, you know the the thing that's that's really interesting about the Maxi situation is uh, it, it seems like it's being held up by the fact that you know he, he's not being essentially guaranteed like like the starting striker role and and what West Ham are essentially saying is yeah we got you know we have Arnautovic but you know we want to bring you in and if that's the case I mean that that's kind of ridiculous in my opinion I mean I love Arnautovic I know he had you know some problems with the team last year and the transfer rumors to China and everything like that but I mean I think Maxi is is has the potential to be world class I mean you look at he's 22 you look at his stats in La Liga the past two seasons they're off the charts um, you know he was a target for Valencia I think Barcelona were in on him on one point so you know if if the money is all set and the only thing that's holding it up is, you know, us not being able to guarantee him a 100% playing time and a role in the team. I think that's utterly ridiculous. And, uh, you, you know, if you look at our other striker targets, I mean, I, I, I did a post on it a couple days ago about our potential targets if you if we miss out on Maxi. And, you know, like, they're all right. But, like, I think there's a huge difference from guys like Mitrovic and, and, and you know, some of these lower-tier strikers that we've been linked with should we miss out on Maxi. So... I personally think the board should go full steam ahead, pay him what he wants, give him what he wants, and, and we just need to get him, him in here ASAP. Jeremiah, Maxi thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I want to be confident on it. I want to uh, continue that kind of optimism to it, but I, I don't think – I think until we offload, maybe Chicharito, probably, definitely Chicharito, um, that with the money and the fundage to kind of really go after him, we're kind of stuck. I feel like with Chicha there um, – you know, we got to find a way for him. And, and funny enough, he wants to go to Valencia too, or maybe Valencia want him. But, uh, you know, I think getting rid of him then definitely clears up the money to kind of just go after him and get him. Because, you know, I saw a report and things are out there now that uh, Celta Vigo's coach was like, yeah, you know, he's here. This is his, uh, you know, what was it, 44 million, I think, is what I saw. Um, and basically, you can come get him if you want. And uh, because before we were putting in what bids of like 25, 29, something like that. And uh, so it's, it's interesting to see that they Celta's trying to play hardball, possibly. Um, I'm not overly too confident with it. It's still while, while Chicharito's still there. I think if we can offload him, um, then it's a possibility. Every other striker, I feel like, has kind of fallen off the map a little bit. Um, we haven't heard much about Mitrovic in a while. Rondon's kind of fallen off. Um, and I, I, I just don't know who else would be out there. Hopefully, you know, and believing in kind of what's happened so far with Pellegrini and, uh, and all of them, that there's going to be somebody else out there that – you know, they're already tracking. We just don't know about it. For sure. I think there are probably some tentacles out there that we can't see or that we don't know about. So I have faith in that. Um, but when it comes to Gomez, something I'm, that's interesting, I think, is that he's currently away uh, playing with Uruguay right now in the Gold Cup or CONCACAF, whatever it is. Um, and I'm not sure exactly how much he kn- knows or is involved in all this. So when people say, um, like, oh, he prefers a move to Valencia, well... <laughs> Like okay, do you know that, or are you assuming that, or is this is this BS? Apparently, also West Ham and Valencia had twenty nine million pound bids last weekend that were accepted for him, but now that's not true at all. And that that was coming from Sky, who you know 
line their pockets yeah. with the with the people taking the betting money on where he's going to sign. So, you know, I guess take that with a grain of salt. But he's probably focused on this international job right now. He may think it gets him a bigger payday. If it comes down to wages, uh, I think the wages have been put out there on Twitter now that West Ham pay their players a lot better than Valencia do. So if it's Gomez deciding on, you know, Champions League, which Valencia is in, or money, um, that's one thing. But until... I agree, Jeremiah. Something I didn't really think about was offloading Chicharito. Until that is better sorted, and until um, until we see you know him return to Spain or wherever he's based out of Gomez, that is, um, we'll see. I think a curveball in all this could be Chicharito. He just had a baby with his fiance or wife or whoever it is, and like I don't know if they're if if they want to move with that baby to Spain. I think she's from Spain, so there could be a family connection there. The links have been there all year, right? But um, if they want to stay in London, then uh, he's under contract and you can't really move him unless he wants to go. So we'll see how that goes. I, it kind of, I understand him taking the personal time and whatnot, but like to have your cell phone on or something to try and get, get this right. deal done. But uh, he's entitled to that. Um, is there, are there any other links that we've heard about that we're excited about? El Kadrim, I believe, is the, the player at the left back that's, been linked but not a priority uh midfielders like sanson sanson from uh, marseille mm. apparently payette's being talked about going to leeds for seven million pounds oh uh, man that I would s- be hilarious i saw that today um marseille is in trouble so who knows um is there anything is there, excuse me are there any other names out there that interest you guys as far as links or rumors go um well I, I I did see today um that uh in terms of obviously we got the whole Man United Diop thing which is a completely different story but uh I heard rumors that uh they wanted to potentially swap Scott McTominay uh in a deal for Diop the uh the defensive midfielder that they have um supposedly they offered us Phil Jones, which I mean, I mean that's Laughable. that's disgusting. Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> disgusting. I said they they would have to pay us like fifteen twenty million more for us to take Jones, but plus um, another name player to be named or something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I mean, as far as the Diop thing, not to go too far off track here, but uh, I, I I mean, unless they're offering Martial, which I mean, I I saw that, but I didn't really think there was much to that. I mean. We, we shouldn't even be entertaining offers for him, in my opinion. I mean, do you guys have thoughts on that? I mean, go ahead, I Jeremiah. Think, uh... You know, I, uh, it depends on who they, it depends on who they would put in there, who would be part of the deal, 45 mil. And, you know, if it's anybody but Phil Jones, really, I mean, maybe <laughs> if, it, if it was Martial, then, I mean, you know, a lot of people are going to hate to hear this, but yeah, I'm going to jump on that. And, uh, but I don't think that would be, you know, what it would be. But it would take something ridiculous like that to where you could take the 45 mil and then invest it back into that position. But didn't yeah. X say yeah. that they wanted West Ham said 60 mil plus Martial, so they upped the dollar yeah. value and the player. Yeah. So yeah. And, and clearly that's a, a tactic to say like he's not for sale. But if we're doing all that, like McTominay, I guess would be okay if you're looking for a midfield partner, but. I mean, if if we're losing a center back, give me Lindelof and 60 million. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not like I don't know. West Ham and, and Manchester United are as close as they've ever been, uh, apart from the last season at the Bolin. But uh, going into this season, that team is in disarray. They're signing championship players left, right, and center. Um, you know, they're they're not they're going to lose Pogba. It seems like Lukaku mm-hmm. can't do anything. I saw him actually deflect a goal on net and then block his own shot with his other leg for Belgium the other day. <laughs> uh, so who knows what this what that team has in store for them. 
Ole Gunnar Schalzgar, Schalzgar, whatever. Uh, if sure. he if he can straighten things out, I think he understands the mentality of playing at United and what that takes. But managerially, does he have the chops? I don't know. Um, there seems to be a disconnect between the team and Woodward, who is running it. Um, like, there's so many moving parts. I feel much more confident in West Ham to be a, a more solid level team than United next year. And and it's I don't know if I've ever said that since I've been a West Ham fan. So, <laughs> like, if you're gonna have a deal for Diop, okay, then you have to pay out through the nose for him and give us a starting center back in return and that's not Chris Smalling and that's not Phil Jones. So is it going to be Eric Bailly or is it going to be Lindelof? Probably the two guys you don't want to remove from your team. I don't know. Well, it was, it was fun because I was uh, to go off your point. I was, I was arguing with one of my, I got one of my uh, buddies is a uh, uh, United fan and he was like, Oh, you guys are asking for 60, 70 million for Diop. That's so disrespectful. And I was like, listen, <laughs> let's put it in perspective. I was like, so you're not going to give us Pogba. You're not going to give us Rashford. You're not going to give us Lukaku. You're not going to give us Martial. You're not going to give us Shaw and you're not going to give us Lindelof. Who else on that team would walk into our starting 11? I don't know if I can say any players on that team would walk into our starting 11 other than their big name guys. So, right. I mean, I, I just think unless they're offering us like a substantial substantial amount of cash i mean there's no way we should budge on on any kind of move for diop totally agree jeremy any other thoughts on diop or the center back there the the rumors have gone cold on marapan or marapan since uh this is all it seems like it yeah it seems like that's kind of gone cold and it makes me wonder you know you've heard rumors and i've seen a couple things about maybe reed being possibly healthy um, and uh, getting ready for training, you know, and preseason and all that. So maybe that has something to do with it. Um, I don't dislike that idea. I've always been a big fan of Winston Reed when he's healthy. Um, so maybe that has something to do with it. But, yeah, I think unless, like you said, something crazy comes in. And, and other than that, we got to keep him for now. I'm not afraid to get rid of him at any means. But right now, what we have going on, we, we got to keep him. So. Absolutely. And you know what? I think as far as rumors go, until there's anything more concrete, we, we can't really – comment on much there hasn't been anything super exciting there's just been like awesome deals that are happening or or an awesome deal and and, you know some necessary ones but um we can we can sort of take a quick break here and then we can jump right into some some fan questions on twitter and, and see exactly what everyone else is thinking so give us one second we'll be back with some questions all right we are back Jumping right back in with some questions. Uh, the first one uh, comes from Smokey Jones at GingerbreadBR3D. Quite active in the West Ham Twitter sphere. And guys, I'd like to hear, have your opinions on this. Uh, it's very interesting. Uh, so he asks, do we think Lanzini will be sold this window? Are people calling Lanzini inconsistent because we tried to rely on him too much as a lone creator? Is he called injury prone because we rushed him back in the squad too much and never fully healed? So a slew of Lanzini questions. Uh, Jay, uh, I'll let you have the first crack at it. Um, what are your thoughts on selling him and, and if he is as inconsistent as everyone believes? So um, my whole thing with Lanzini is, is obviously he plays the same position as, as the new signing for nows and kind of that attack of, attacking midfielder creative role. Um the only clubs that I've really heard that have been linked to a potential uh, Lanzini transfer are like South American clubs. Like I think maybe like a couple clubs in Argentina. And uh, I just don't think those clubs can can really put in the bids that would tempt West Ham enough to, to you know, sell him. I think, you know, his value might be a little low right now because, you know, obviously he's coming off that injury or whatever. And, and 
You know, I've always been a big fan of Lanzini. I, I, I definitely think if the right bid comes in for him uh, that we should consider pulling the trigger on it just because we seem to kind of be overloaded in that midfield. But, you know, I think we should potentially give him, you know, maybe half a season or a full season to prove that he can be a, a quality uh, a quality player again when healthy. Um, we're rushing him back from the injury, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we were at that point where, you know, we probably could have just been fine without him. But, you know, I think the big thing with Lanzini is just uh, – you know, rumors said that he he denied a five year contract that we offered him, and uh, I, I've been I've been following his Instagram, and I think he's currently touring the United States on vacation right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I'd be interested to see you know if he comes out with any comments, kind of reaffirming his you know commitment to West Ham, because I mean he he kind of denied that contract and then kind of just went silent for a bit. So I mean. His future is definitely still up in the air, but I mean, unless like unless the right bid comes in, unless like a team from Europe comes in, I mean, I would I would keep him and see if he's got anything left in the tank post injury. Yeah, I think if you want if you like the upside that Lanzini's shown, which I think we all love the upside he's shown, you kind of have to commit to him. Um, he's that kind of luxury player that may take a game off, or if he gets roughed up a little bit is going to disappear, but I think he's only going to get better and he's going to get better with better people around him. He's played in the midfield with like Cheku Kiate and, and Pedro Obiang for the first couple years of his West Ham career. So who know or in, and wingers that don't even exist anymore. So uh, if he's playing with Felipe Anderson, passing the ball to Arnautovic, who he has great chemistry with working off of four nows, Will Shear, Declan Rice, that seems like a, a, a stronger system to insulate him. And, I'll never get tired of seeing Lanzini take the ball, turn inside, and then just cut up the middle of the pitch. Like, like it wasn't even an option in my eyes, and all of a sudden he's gone. He's, he's blown by his markers. I love watching that. So if you want to actually show that you're a player's club and you're a club that players want to come to, why not opt out of Lanzini's current contract, which has those two years at, at the same wage, which is like 40K, I think, or something like that, which is in in context is too low for him. Bump him up to that new deal, the five-year deal, without those two years at that lower rate in between, and make both parties happy. West Ham commits to their quote-unquote injury-prone, quote-unquote inconsistent player, showing that they believe in the talent, they want the best parts of his game, and are willing to to sort of go all in on him, while also getting him the payday he deserves. And then, you know, it sort of heals both sides. I don't know if that's an option or not. I don't know if he basically said, uh, like you said, Jay, he's he's off in the States, it looks like, so... If he said, you know what, I'm going to be gone for June. We'll come back July 1st. That's when we can start talking about this again. Because he's still he's still a West Ham player. So yeah. whether or not this gets sorted, unless he wants to go to court with the team, which I think he would have a losing battle because you'd have to go ahead and look at his signature on the contract and say, oh, yeah, there it is. So you're a West Ham player for 45K. <laughs> um, unless that happens, I think this will be fine. I think Pellegrini likes that Latin flair, as he's clearly showing. So I think... You don't sell them. You keep them. You try and make West Ham this attacking team. Look at City. Like they have, you know, David Silva. They have Kevin De Bruyne. They have Ilkay Gundogan. All these players in the midfield that can step up and play, not defensively, but hold on to the ball so much so that you're not conceding anything against. I think Lanzini's a, a, a solid key to that, and uh, I think we should commit to him. Jeremiah, what, what do you think? Yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything else to add. I completely agree, and I think with him. Um, at least trying out him and Fornals together there in the middle. I mean, that could be dangerous. I mean, we have two completely amazing attacking midfielders, in my opinion, 
and you've seen how when, Lan- when Lanzini comes on, how much um, it changes everything else. I mean, you get Arnautovic a lot of times that'll kind of he'll play off, and, and then you know the ball goes away from him, he kind of stops running. But I feel like when Lanzini was out there, he was playing harder. Antonio was clearly playing harder when he would be out there. I think he just made the team better as a whole. And mm-hmm. now we're going to have two two of them in there together. I mean, I'm I'm extremely excited to see. Just because we bring somebody in doesn't mean that somebody has to go. And, you know, we talk so much about having somebody in the midfield. I mean, there's nothing wrong with competition. And, and these guys are all professional athletes. They understand that. You know, no one's going somewhere or shouldn't be going somewhere just with the idea of being like, okay, well, I mean, I'm going to be the best guy here and nobody can compete for my job. Like, so I, I, I do think it's going to be good. And, yeah, I wouldn't get rid of them. I think the inconsistencies, maybe not from, maybe it is health reasons. Maybe that's what it was. We've seen inconsistencies from Lanzini before. I think it's just a growth. You know, he came from, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sorry, I don't even remember where he came from. I know he was Boca's Argentina. Junior? He was, was it there or was it River Platte? What, one of the I only two remember. South American teams. I yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he came from one of there, and, you know, it's just a growing experience. And, and he, you could tell, like you said, he was playing around with, with Czech and, and Obiang and, and wingers that aren't even there and, um, you know, wingers that are gone off and some of them don't even play anymore. Uh, so it's been a, it's been a growing and, and life lesson for him. And I think that he's definitely gotten better since he's been there. And as long as he can stay healthy with the right players around him, he's going to be dangerous. Totally agree. We'll jump into the next one here. This is from Blake. We don't hear from Blake often, but every time we ask for questions, he always brings them out. So that's at heavy underscore sunshine. He wants to know our favorite players in the squad. One, Least favorite player in the squad, two. Choice of youth player to step up, uh, three. And lastly, choice of who'd wear the armband in Noble's absence. Uh, Jeremiah, we'll go to you first on this one. Give us a uh, favorite player, least favorite player, youth player who's going to step up, and armband wearer in the absence of Nobes. Hmm. All right, well, favorite player, I think I'm going to have to go. Lanzini is my favorite player. I love Lanzini. I can't, I'm not even going to have to express that anymore. I think we've already talked enough about him, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, Lanzini's favorite. Uh, least favorite? That's, uh, I, I would say it'd be easier in the past, but um, for sure, I'm gonna go back to that one. Give me some time to think about that okay. one. Um, uh, then it was uh, what was the? It was armband. Who would wear the armband? And yeah. then there was one more, right? And it was youth player to make an impact next year. Youth, youth player to make an impact. Uh, so youth player to make an impact. Um, oddly enough, I'm gonna go with Ben Johnson. Okay. Um, okay. I think it's I gonna like seem. It. It's going to seem interesting, right? Because you have Fredericks, and Fredericks is going to, I think, going to get the bulk of the playing time. But if we don't loan out uh, Johnson, which is, I think, extremely possible, get him some championship time. Um, it, but if you keep him on there, I think he's going to have a chance to strike. I mean, we've only seen him once, really, but he played fantastic in that match where I think all of us saw him on the team sheet and we're like, oh, no, we're going to get killed. Like, that was the end of it. And he, he, he looked well. So I think flying under the radar, you see the names like Holland and Coventry and different names like that i just think that johnson might have the opportunity um whether that's through cup games or hopefully not injury but possibly to come in and and just uh kind of make a name for himself and then armband i think the obvious choice would be declan but i'm gonna go a little different and say bob buena i know he's only been there for you know a year but he command the commanding presence that he has when he's on the pitch is phenomenal um and I, i i think that giving him the armband and I know that, you know, Marco's had it from time to time, but I've kind of fallen out of favor with Marco on the captain thing. Um, and maybe he can earn that back, but I'll tell you, it's a tough, it's a tough one to say who my least favorite player is. Um, that would be really, you know, we kind of gotten rid of most of them. So I think, you know, just out of 
sheer unknown of kind of what's going to go on, um, I'm probably going to go with Arnautovic and, you know, that, um, just because of the attitude issues solely just because of that, um, you guys might disagree or have something different to say, but I think that the wishy washiness of it and, and not really knowing if he's going to stay or go. And, um, if he does something like he did last winter and completely ruin, um, all the momentum going forward, like, you know, that's, that's nothing drives me nuts anymore. So I think that's what I'm going to go with. I can't think of anybody else, but, uh, yeah, go ahead. Jay, take it away. All right. So, you know, I, I'm thinking about my favorite player, and uh, I, this is might come as a shock, but I got to go with Antonio. Love I, it. Okay. I, right. I mean, he, he's not the most talented guy. I mean, I think everyone knows that. I mean, you know, sometimes he'll he'll go for a shot and he'll blast it into Rose <laughs> E, and, you know, sometimes he'll just blatantly dribble it out of bounds. But every time that guy is on the pitch, he busts his ass. I mean, that, that dude will run the entire game. 24/7 he's putting in tackles and and you know you know he played you know he plays winger for us he's played striker for us i remember i think last season he played right back for a few games so i mean he's totally just a complete utility man i love his attitude i love his goal celebration yeah the, uh, the goal mm. celebration at the uh, the new Tottenham Stadium is probably my favorite West Ham moment of last <laughs> season. So uh, he, he's my favorite. Least favorite. I totally agree that least favorite is is really tough now. Um, I I would honestly this might, it might come as a shock too. I'm gonna say Chitarito honestly. Okay. Um, it's fair. I, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes he just kind of seems out of it. Sometimes he doesn't really. Yeah, he's not really hustling. He's kind of just like gets angry with the way the game is going and kind of just fades out of it. Uh, I mean, he scored some big goals for us for sure. And I don't think he's like an awful influence in the dressing room. But I mean, I I'd love to see him give a little bit more effort sometimes. Fair. Uh young player for me to break into the squad. I mean, Josh Cullen. I mean, it's it, it's 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 now or never for Josh Cullen, I mm -hmm. think. I don't even know if you would consider him a young player. How do we, I don't he's know. Like, is he 23 now? 23, yeah. 24. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think he's he's going to have the preseason to, uh, to, to you know, kind of prove himself. I mean, I'd love to see him get some playing time in the midfield, you know, kind of with like Noble, Wilshere, Rice, maybe get him into a few games here or there. But, I mean, I'd love to see him get into the squad. He, he played really well with Charlton. He scored a big, big goal uh, and had a – I think he had the assist on the uh, the last minute goal for Charlton to get them promoted mm -hmm. yeah. to uh, to he the did. championship. So he he's played in some big games. Um, so I you know I'd love to see him play. And then future captain, I mean it's got to be Rice. I mean that's that's I mean that's like the simple answer. But I mean hopefully you know if we you know push on to Europe and and show ambition and hopefully he wants to stay. I think there's no question about it that he deserves the armband. Uh, I am going to say favorite player. Um, it's Rice. Um, I just love how, like the passion he plays with, right? But mm -hmm. the I don't know how hot and cold a player can be on, on this one with me. I I, I could be Arnautovic as my favorite player and my least favorite player at the exact same time for this team. <laughs> I just I just hate what he's become, but I love what he can be. And it's so funny. He, he signs for West Ham. Oh, we got our bastard. He told Stoke to fuck off and all this stuff. And then it's like, wait, he's being a bastard to us now. Like, what are we doing? Like, yeah, we knew that. We expected that. It still hurts, I guess. But I'll say favorite player. I'll give it to Rice. Uh, least favorite player, uh, Obiang. He doesn't try when he plays, so I'm, I'm out on mm -hmm. him. Okay, um, 
he won't be a player hopefully soon. Um, choice of youth player to step up. I want to say Holland because I think he has a real place in this team, especially with how shallow we are in left wing. And also, I'm completely out on Mazuaku playing left wing. I don't even want to hear that argument. Dave Walker, X, uh, friggin' Davis, Scott Davis with us here at Green Street Hammers. I don't care. He's not a winger. He's not a winger. He's a wing back and a left back. He's not a winger. Anyways, I uh, digress. Maybe Mazuaku is my least favorite player now that I think about it. Um, and uh, so youth player Holland, I like the opportunity. But if we sign Maxi Gomez, my so this is this is my, it's going to be Nathan Holland. But if we sign Maxi Gomez, it's Connor Coventry. He's the only other mm-hmm. defensive midfielder we have. Apparently, all signs point to him not going out on loan. Whereas Reese Oxford looks like he's set for another loan, as well as some other youngsters, Joe Powell again, uh, Dean Gone, I believe. So. Uh, give give me Connor Coventry. He's younger. He's got international experience at the under twenty one level with with Ireland. Um, it'd be great if he flipped them and, and went to England too. Um, but uh, I, I like him. And then with the armband, I'll give it to Rice as well. Um, he's the natural successor, and I think he's got the respect of all the players in the team now. Whereas the beginning of last season, it was sort of like a coming out party for him, and now it's like boom, he's this leader. He's telling players where to go. I remember him yelling at Lucas Perez, who's like 15 years his senior, and Perez like taking notes and then walking away from him. It was kind of cool. Um, but but those are my picks there. Um, the last question we have here is from Ryan Olson at RJ Olson O L S E N 10, uh, and it says, "Well, I'm all up. Uh, well, I'm all up for it. How do the Irons signing a striker on a decent wage and not upset Arnautovic? How long after does his brother slash agent slash agent stir up trouble?" <laughs> Great question. Uh, Smokey Jones, uh, a, a very prominent Arnautovic hater, I would say, uh, which, I mean, he's justified in that, said, that's why we should sell Arnautovic. I'd take anything over $25 million for him. So <laughs> that's certainly an option. But, you know, is there is there room to coexist with another star striker in Arnautovic at West Ham? I would hope so, you know. Um, and if Arnautovic is going to be upset, like everyone says he's going to be, any, I mean, he probably could be. Um I'm going to agree. I'm going to agree with Smokey. If he's going to be upset about that, of bringing somebody else in to help the team succeed whenever he's not in or next to him, then, then yeah, there's, I don't care. I don't care if he's going to be upset. If he wants to leave, we should have sold him last year, if I'm being honest. Um, I'm not trying to get negative on this, but I think, that, uh, I think that that's just it. I know he's your boy. I know he's your boy. But, um, but yeah, I don't care if he's going to be upset, honestly. Like I told you before, like these guys are all professional athletes, or they should be. Um, regardless of their 18 or if they're 32 or whatever, um, they should be, I would be excited to have somebody else coming in, not to take over the job, but to play next to or play with or share time with if you need to. I mean, Arnautovic, I don't think is the uh, kind of prevalent uh, superstar anymore that he might have been. He's still good on his day. He's amazing. But uh, I think there's too much like kind of inconsistency with it. So, yeah, I don't think that we should I tactfully look to make sure we don't piss off Arnautovic. Jay, what do you think? I, I mean, uh, it's. I, I just I get the feeling that if we sign another striker, he's going to be pissed off. I mean, that's what all signs point to. Um, I, I mean, once again, offers over twenty five million. That sounds good. I mean, I'd love to keep him. I think you know when he's feeling it and he's going a hundred percent, he is a handful for for opposing mm-hmm. defenses. But uh, I, I mean, I think that's 
definitely in the realm of possibility. I mean, us signing like a maxi and him getting all, you know, pissy about it and stuff. But I mean, I, I definitely don't think it should prevent us from signing another striker. I don't think that Arnautovic is one of those super, super key players in the squad anymore, especially now we got Anderson and, and Fornals and Lanzini. I think, I think we could still be a very effective team without him, but I mean, absolutely not. It should not hinder us from signing another striker. We definitely need help in that area. Yeah, I, I don't think I can change. Like, I, he's building a house in London, which we saw on social media at the end of the season. He's got his kids. He's got his wife. Apparently, well, he's on new wages now, so he's motivated to play and score. Arnautovic is going to play starting minutes if he scores goals for this team. That should be his main priority. Okay, another striker comes in. Well, I'm going to be scoring goals, so it doesn't matter. That is my thought on it all. Um and I think he's a guy that needs to be coddled, but he also needs to see his own success in order to continue succeeding. He's a very momentum-heavy guy. So I think he got injured last season in December. The team carried on without him and kept winning, and all of a sudden he wants to leave and go to China. It's, you know what I mean? It's so it's so um, small-minded, but I don't know. Players are, are interesting like that, right? Some of them are so wildly childish, but... Um, I, I don't know if I can say anything different from you guys, so I'll leave it there. Uh, any other questions? Uh, did you have any that uh, you could pull up there, Jeremiah? Yeah, so I pulled up um, our other uh, one of our other compatriots, uh, the other Scott, Denver Scott. Uh, he he kind of went off last night on some questions, so I'm trying to look at these and uh, and formulate them, I guess, in a, in a way. We'll go rapid um, fire on read... them too, and then we can, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll go rapid fire. I'll kind of paraphrase them up a little bit, but. Uh, the first one, I don't know if any of us are going to London for a match. I'm I not. I don't have plans next season, too. Uh, we've got a wedding coming up, so that's where the most mm-hmm. most of the funds are going. Uh, what about you, Jay? you making the trip over? Uh, I, I don't think so. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of saving up right now for hopefully maybe a European night in a year or two. Hey. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> okay. But, uh, that's okay. the hope. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I don't have any plans currently. We're not all bougie wine tasters like uh, Scott Davis. So. I know, but maybe he can just take us along with us. Yeah. That's true. I would uh, happily be a bougie wine taster for him sure. if he needs that. Sure. <laughs> um, if we, we kind of already touched on this a little bit, but uh, if you could name one player that uh, hasn't come up on the radar yet as a as a transfer rumor, who would it be? Ooh, sheesh. I, I wish I had more time. Um, I'm trying to yeah. think through the Premier League. Jay, if you have anyone that comes to mind, shout them out. Bubakar Kamara, center back from Marseille. I think he's about 19 or 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, think we could. Uh, I, I do think we need another center back. Uh, I, I think that you know, having an injury to uh, Balbuena or Diop, and then having to slot Reed or Ogbonna in there is is kind of problematic. So, you know, the young French center back model from uh, Ligue 1 worked for us before. So uh, why not try it again? I got mine. I got mine. 21 year old. Uh, Danish striker Casper Dolberg. He's with uh, Ajax right now. He oh, played, good shout. Good shout. He played with uh, Denmark in, in the World Cup and whatnot, and he's sort of been hiding, uh, not by his own uh, his own doing, but by how awesome that team was last year. But I think you could, if you could bring in a player like that, you can kind of build around them. He's a striker. He's good with his feet as well. Uh, he's, he still makes some kind of youngster mistakes, but one for the future, I think he'd be a good one. What about you, Jeremiah? Yeah, um, he's the strike. I think we haven't really been rumored with him. I don't think he's come up as like a possibility. I'm gonna butcher up his name. He's yes. uh, the striker for like RB 
Leipzig. He's like, was it Yosef Paulson? Is that his name? Am I saying that oh, right? Oh, Yosef Paulson. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking Poulsen, about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Danish yeah. as well. I would love getting him in there. Yeah, I'd love getting him in there, man. He's like a, a tanner, faster Andy Carroll. Like, in 25. And the dude <laughs> in 25. So, I mean, yeah, I'd love to bring him in. Heck, why not? But, uh, I mean, I, I know he's been on the radar, but I don't think we're really actually interested in him. Um you know, Scott, uh, what did he say? He's like, is there anybody on social media you think you should ignore during transfer rumors? I'd say all the fake ex-West Ham United guys that are out there. Yeah, he put out a um, poll, what's your favorite fake account? <laughs> which kind of, I think X every yeah. now and then likes to let everyone know who the fake ones are. So honestly, yeah. with the Green Street Hammers account, as soon as I see one come up, I click on it, I report them, and then I block them. So we'll see. Yeah. I don't like <laughs> any of them. All of them. Ignore those guys. Right. Um, so we all know about the uh, Las Vegas event coming up. Yes. Um, he wants to know if there's any other events, if there ever is another one, like a major one for everybody, where would you want to see it held? Bring it to Toronto. Uh, that way I don't, I don't have to, <laughs> I don't have to crack open my bank account to go. Um, I would love right. for it to be in Toronto. Toronto hammers has a, has a group as well. Um, I would love to see that. We got TFC that's playing here as well. I'm I'm also actively campaigning for Andy Carroll to sign for TFC as a striker. That would be awesome. Um, <laughs> but I mean Toronto, and I bet Jay's probably going to say New York. The NYC Hammers. The <laughs> NYC Hammers. Uh, I go I go to the bar. Uh, they they're a bunch of different locations around NYC, but I'd say I, I head into the city once a month for a game or so. So yeah, definitely New York City. That'd be. That'd be a lot of fun. I'd split the difference and go Boston too. I think they have a good crew out out in Boston. Plus, I always yeah, want to go there. What about you, Jeremiah? Are you gonna say like, you know, Colorado somewhere? Yeah, no, I, I'm all right with Vegas. I don't know about you guys. I mean, it's yeah. like an hour plane ride from. Yeah, me, that's so. not fair. You already have your dream. <laughs> yeah. right, next question. I, I have my dream. Next question. Um, kind of going through here. Oh. He wants to know how well the West Ham brand is represented where you live. Um, I'll start that one here in Denver's pretty good. Uh, Maha Hammers are uh, pretty, really solid group. Um, pretty good relationships between everybody too. I mean, they meet every week. You know, we share a bar sometimes with uh, Newcastle and then some other clubs that come in. Mm. But Denver itself is a pretty big. That's um, a pretty big soccer city. So um, even if the Rapids do kind of uh, fail us from now and then, but um, yeah, what about you guys? Go ahead, Jay. Uh, on, I mean, honestly, I mean, you, you know, Long Island, not really. I mean, I kind of, I mean, I guess New York City, there's just so many people you're bound to find probably fans of like almost every Premier League club. But uh, I would say there's a pretty solid West Ham contingent in New York City. You probably get about, you know, 50 to 100 people at a bar every game, which is, you know, I think that's pretty solid. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I've never met up with the Toronto Hammers before. Um, that's just basically on my own laziness of like rolling out of bed and watching games. But um, I did walk around one of our malls here and see a guy wearing a West Ham sweater. Uh, so Or a West Ham kit, sorry. So, um, sorry, hockey talk sweaters. Uh, West Ham <laughs> kit. So that was cool. Uh, I like seeing that. I always rock my, um, my hat, my West Ham hat. So that's actively mm-hmm. out there. Plus, my whole family is like bored to death of hearing about West Ham. My fiance's brother is a, a United fan, but he has a, one of the black kits from last season for West Ham when we went to England uh, last year to, to see nice. to see them play. So I'm slowly like slipping these little roots into everybody and slowly making everyone West Ham fans. There we go. Nice. I think that there was yeah there was a couple more. My phone's going screwy on me now, so I apologize, Scott. But 
I think uh, that was about most of them. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what we'll do? We'll take another quick break here. We'll, we'll finish off with uh, some rapid-fire hammers poll questions as well. So stick with us here. All right. To end out this podcast, uh, we're going to go to our affiliate, uh, Hammers Polls, at Hammers Polls on Twitter. They really do get a good sense of the – uh, West Ham fans on Facebook, sorry, on uh, on Twitter, uh, just based off of how popular their polls are and how we uh, have partnered with them to sort of better inform ourselves with how other people are thinking. Um, I'm just going to rip right through their timeline and we'll go um, we'll go through these and we can give our thoughts on them. This one we've talked about a bit, uh, but without context of there being a Diop deal involved with this at all. Um, thoughts on 22-year-old midfielder Scott McTominay from Man United. Uh, would you have him uh, aside? Would you have him at West Ham aside from any deal involving Diop? Uh, what do you guys think? You guys can can duke it out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I agree too. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. I mean, young. He's English, I believe. So mm-hmm. why not, right? No, he's and, Scottish, actually. I is think. he Scottish? Yeah, he is Scottish. Yeah. Yeah. I guess McTominay would make sense. Um, yeah, I, I would take him. Why not? Young player. He's got some great experience. Um, in that poll, it finished uh, has one day left. Sorry, 421 votes. Uh, 29% said yes. 71% said no. Wow. And I think they ignored that bottom line of would you have him at West Ham aside from any deal involving Diop. Most people just saw yeah. Scott McTominay. No, I assume. <laughs> United um, fans love him, so that 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 shocks me honestly. Well, I, I I can see why, right? Like they don't they always bring in these like big name players, but you know, homegrown talent is is, is good too. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, this one is a retweet uh, from at Gold Zande Silva. Would you rather option one fully fit Manuel Lanzini or option two fully fit Jack Wilshere? Mm. I'm gonna go. Mm. I can see the results here, so I don't want to spoil <laughs> it. But I'm gonna. My pick will be a fully fit Jack Wilshere. Me based too. Off, based off of never seeing him in a West Ham kit before, I want to see that. Yeah, I agree. I think Wilshere fully fit. I mean, you, you, when he was fully fit at Arsenal, he was like being deemed the future of the English national team midfield. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I, I would, I would love to see that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, even though my love for Lanzini is there, I, I, I gotta agree with you guys, man. A fully fit Wilshere, which we haven't seen, and hopefully we do, because man, how good would that be? But uh, yeah, I mean, we haven't seen that in a while. But you're right, you're right, Jay. When he was in Arsenal, fully fit, the dude was unstoppable. So. Uh, that poll finished with 873 votes. Option two, Jack Wilshere, 174 to 26%. Uh, so wow. we're, we're well uh, amongst the people there. Um, okay, this is another one here. It's linked to everything we've been talking about before. After one season in the Premiership, should West Ham increase Diop's salary to match that of the highest earners in the team just to put off potential buyers? Uh, apparently right now he's at £67,000 a week. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it, I mean, I, 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 I think it's inevitable that we're going to sell him to a bigger club at some point. Um, I mean, I, I saw obviously United are interested and then also like Barcelona and PSG are sniffing around. So I think he's definitely going to be sold on for big profit in the future, but to keep him at the club for one or two more seasons would be huge. And I would just do what you got to do to make that possible. Yeah, I'd yeah, keep him under 100k, but maybe give him bump him up to 85 with performance bonuses or something, clean sheet bonuses. I'd do that. Yeah, the money, the money's there, so why not make it happen? Yeah, 66% uh, said yes, 34 said no. With no, I can understand that basically being like we kind of pulled you out of obscurity to lose, so you signed the contract, 
you don't get to renegotiate that every year, although some players like to. I could see that mentality as well. Anyways, uh, let's move on here. According to Sports Witness, Hernandez is being linked to Galatasaray of Super League in Turkey, and he's holding out for a 4 million euro uh, per season contract. Should we entertain more bids for our forwards until we have, or uh, should we entertain more bids for our forwards until we have secured one for ourselves? Um, so, would you sell Hernandez before buying any other forwards? Yes. Um, like I talked about before, I think he holds up the wages. So, yeah. Jay? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Him and Hugel gone. <laughs> I'm in for Hernandez going. Uh, Hugel, if he somehow was on the senior roster next season, I would love that, but I don't see it happening. Dude, uh, what see- if what if Hugel shows up and like is just like dominating? Just say. Just apparently say. he's gonna I would, go back I would love to. That too. Apparently he's gonna go back to Preston. That that was the latest rumor. So who okay. knows? I think he's like a legend there. So whatever. Um, 69% of people said they would sell him, uh, before moving on, before signing someone else, which is, I think the smart move. Um, that's an ITK poll. We don't know too much about that. Um, I'll skip that one as well. Uh, all right. Uh, which one of these players in their prime would you have back in the first team now? Carlton Cole, Ricardo Vazte, Kevin Nolan, or Jack Collison? What a list. That is a list. I'm bringing all, back Collison. They're all they're all cult heroes too for West Ham, which I love. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's great. Yeah, Collison. I'm why Collison? Collison, man, just because of how like you got injured, you know, kind of how the injuries started flowing, and he was still young. You know, he still is young. What is, I think he's like 32, 31 now. Even now, and he's been out of it for a while. You know, I mean, injuries kind of came in and, and took him like you know probably right before the prime of his career. So. It's really unfortunate, man. I just like the style of play, just the way he was quick. He was kind of, a, I guess, maybe a Lanzini-ish type of player in a way. Um, but I just like the style and the way the ball kind of played off his feet. Um, I was really excited about his future. So I think maybe that's why, just because you know he didn't really get that much of a chance because of injury. What do you think, Jay? Who are you taking? I'd I'd probably go Nolan. I mean, the, just the passion he played with, how he you know he stuck with us to the good times and the bad. You know, every time he scored a goal, the place would go absolutely bananas. Uh, I'd probably go Nolan. I'm gonna go Carlton Cole because we need a striker, and and who else? <laughs> <laughs> Carlton Cole. Um, let's see how that poll finished here. Uh, I'm I'm gonna put my vote in for Carlton Cole. Okay, Kevin Nolan gets 36%, followed by Jack Collison. And then Carlton Cole and Ricardo Vazte. Um, yeah, you, I guess you guys win. You guys win that poll. 399 votes on that one. Um, here's an interesting one. Who do you think transfer rumors originate from? Players, agents, clubs, or fans? <laughs> I would say, I'm going to say an even split between agents and fans. Agents stirring up you know, links to try and get their play, their payers moved or paid. And then fans, because everyone wants to be an ITK and everyone wants to, you know, have the inside edge. So I'll say between those two, call it what you will. Yeah, I'm going to go with fans, too. I, I think that, uh, you know, far too often you see that. I mean, you just hop on Twitter and start scrolling <laughs> and you'll find something, you know, completely ridiculous that comes out. It's probably somebody that plays FIFA too much and they played good on their squad for them. And uh, and they just went off from there. But I think it's fans. I mean, I get what you're saying with the agents, though, too. They they want to line their pockets a little bit, so yeah. 
I would have I would have thought it would have been fans, but you know, after uh, did did you guys see uh that like the super agent uh, Mino Rayola? He's like Pogba's uh, agent and yeah. like Delix's mm-hmm, agent. Mm-hmm. He was supposedly in Paris, uh, like, but not negotiating like a Delic deal with PSG, which kind of just like stirred up the rumors. He was just like visiting there. So, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with agents on this one. I think some agents really know how to play the media off well and kind of, you know, start bidding wars for their players and stuff. So I'll, I'll go agents on this one. All right. Yeah. And this, this one finished with, uh, as you guys probably expect, agents sixty nine percent, fans twenty seven, players one, clubs three. So we were we were on the right track there, I think. Um, all right, and let's keep scrolling here. Let's find another great one. Um, oh, okay, we'll end on this one because it's kind of bookends the episode. Uh, Pablo Fornells has chosen eighteen as his squad number. There has been a number of players to grace that shirt, but who's the greatest from these four? Frank Lampard. From 96 to 2001, Julian Faubert, 11 to 12, 2011-2012, Jonathan Spector, 07 to 2011, or Yusuf Sofane, uh, who is uh, 2003 to 2005. I'm going to say Frank Lampard. It's the name that sticks out the most for me, and I think there's there's enough uh, sort of, not legendary talks, but you know, people look back most fondly, I think, upon Lampard. Yeah, I think if you look overall... Um at the quality of work and, and not even, I guess really at West Ham, but everywhere it would have to be Frank. Um, I enjoyed, uh, Spectre. I believe Spectre is American or Canadian. One of the two. Um, I can't remember. We'll leave that up to, to guessing to Google. I think he was American, but yeah. Um, I enjoyed watching him play a little bit too. Um, kind of when I first came on the scene as a West Ham fan, but I mean, overall, yeah, Frank was ended up definitely the best player. America. Yeah, Frank for me, a hundred percent. I got a couple Chelsea friends as well, and they, you know, they're always chanting uh, "Super, Super Frank." So I'll, I'll go Frank Lampard. <laughs> he could be back as their manager very soon too. You never I know. know. Yeah, true. Well, that'll do it for us here at the Green Street Hammers podcast. Thank you for listening along. Uh, go ahead and follow us on Twitter if you don't already at Green Street Hammers. I believe it's Green St Hammers there. Uh, and uh, guys, thanks for hanging out and chatting West Ham. It's always fun to do so. Uh, we'll be back in either next week or the week after. If there's any exciting news that comes up in the meantime, we will surely be back in a week's time. Uh, but until then, come on, you irons, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.